This is Joe Burns. And Beth West. Hey, thank you for listening to the Rock School Radio Podcast. We think you'll learn something. Now remember, if you want to hear the show with all the music in place, go to kslu.org and stream the show live. Thursdays at 5 and Sundays at 4. It's a new show every week. Now enjoy this week's Rock School Radio Show. Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. It's time for school. Rock School. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Pick slide. Quick, 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 quick. And Beth West. All right, let's push the button. Class is in. Rock School Radio Show, as it got cold and then got ungodly hot once again and here in the great And now it's getting States. cold again. I, well, I'm looking forward to the cold. I, I can't stand I just don't the like the up, down, up, down, up, down. I know. I wish it would just stay kind of chilly for a I, while. I see you've got coughs medicine there, so yeah, apparently I caught, it's getting to you. I think I caught a cold at a show I went to last Wednesday night. It was a bunch full of a bunch of dirty college kids. Yeah, throw it back. Yep. My name is Joe Burns. You are? I'm Beth West. Okay, the past two shows have been just kind of fun stuff. Backup singers and yeah, just yeah. you and I throwing out stuff. Every time I put together a technical show, my wife kind of shakes her head and she says, I mean, really? <laughs> this, I know you like this stuff, but really? So what I do is I, I try to have some fun shows surrounding mm-hmm. it. So when I turn into the professor type, it, it it's it's sort of stuck in the middle of the fun shows. So and when you do the uh, technical shows, it's just me sitting here going, "What?" Uh, well, let's see if I can't make you okay. go, "What?" Okay. All right. I'll try to ask. I'll try to ask uh, questions that are relevant based off of knowing nothing. Okay. Well, as long as you know nothing, that means okay. that I have an empty vessel to fill yes. up, ladies and gentlemen. Information. I'm sitting with some friends who are musicians, and somehow we got to talking about the effects phase and flange. If you don't know what those are, think the beginning of the spirit of the radio, with the way the guitar sort of sounds like it's coming through a hollow pipe, and it's sweeping up and down. Mm-hmm. Think the, be- the the ending of Freeze Frame by Jay Giles, where it goes... Yeah, yeah. You know the one I'm talking yeah. about? Think Killer Queen when he goes, Dynamite with a... That's my favorite Queen right? song, so yeah, I definitely that's, know that that's one. That's the sound. Run Like Hell by Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like it's going... Those are phases and flanges. And the one guy says something to the effect of, I don't know why anybody even buys a phase and a flange pedal. You can buy the, the same. There's no difference between the two of them. And I sort of Is there? cocked my head at him and I went, what do you mean there's no difference? He goes, well, nobody knows the difference between the two of them. I do. Well, let's hear I it. I do over here. I want to know, now that I know these things exist, I want to know the difference. <laughs> well, phase and flange, I like talking about them and I do this in my advanced audio class because it's an effect people know and it's one of those that once it's pointed out to you it's like a movie about fairies you never see the fairies until they're pointed out and then it's all you can see that's all you can say now from now on phase and flange in every song right and and unicorns yes unicorns of course well i always see unicorns anyway it's also a wonderful effect because it was one of those effects that was done with tape for years and years and years until digital came Mm -hmm. along and when they did it with tape it was one of those brilliant things yeah and 
you know, it, it just you looked back and you went, how did you even think to do these things? There's also a fight on who named it. Flange. Well, there always is. I mean, who came yeah, up can, with the word I can't flange? even. I'm not even sure. Can you spell that for me? Is it F L A? Fange is F flange is F L A N G E. Phase okay. is P H. Right, right. A S E. So let's begin with a song. We'll play it. This is Tears for Fears, Head Over Heels. There's a specific part, and I chose it on purpose. The song has very little effect the whole way through it until right after it sort of builds into a climax. And then there's a drum beat that goes boom, da da boom, da da boom, da da boom. Yeah. The whole thing has Uh a huge flange on it. And you'll hear it go. Now that's all I'm going to be listening for. Right. As As the effect grabs hold of the sound, you'll hear it. So listen for it. We'll come back. We'll tell you the difference. And see if we can't figure out who actually came up with it. Tears for Fears, Head Over Heels, Phase and Flange on Rock School today. school today phase is easy to explain okay. so i'm gonna leave it i'm gonna right. go to flange first okay what is flange what was it it was done in the studios back before digital by piggybacking tape recorders you ran two tape recorders at the same time okay and then by taking your thumb on you're one literally of the ta- your thumb you putting your thumb on the tape your nose if you really wanted okay on the take up reel mm-hmm. of one of the tape recorders you slowed it down just a little bit thus putting one of the tape recorders slightly behind the other one setting one sound off just a touch so yeah like so like when you're uh singing in rounds but, but just a, off, a little off just right, tiny the milliseconds bit. you want to be off not, just a not little like bit. an echo but just like just a tiniest bit exactly that because a lot of people say well a phase and a flange is just a chorus mm, you're not, not doubling quite. or tripling or quadrupling the sound per se you're getting it off just a little bit so the harmonics the frequencies mm-hmm. bang into one another you want a it's a controlled mistake yeah that's the best way i can show it so okay so where did the term flange come from this one's generally accepted john lennon came up with it well then i i'll buy it because it's john lennon sure here's the story According to the Beatles anthology book, as well as Mark Lewinson's book, known as the Beatles Recording Sessions, that's Lewinson's book, here's what happened. The Beatles did not have, especially John Lennon, did not have a spectacularly strong voice, so they double-tracked it a lot. Yeah. And he disliked double-tracking his voice, so one of these dual tape systems was set up, so in one take he would have a double track of his Mm. voice, two recordings of his voice. Take your thumb, slow it down, set it off just a little bit. It would chorus the voice. It would amplify the voice and flange the voice. Lennon asked whoever was running this whole thing how it was done, and he was told it was Ken's flanger. 
He said, I, I don't know Ken's what that Flanders. means. That's Homer's, that's Homer's neighbor. Oh, wait, that's Ned Flanders. No, that's Ned Flanders. Sorry. The actual name for it was, as he was told, a double vibricated sprucing flange. Well, I have that, no idea that what that is not going to fly. Means. No we, idea what that we even got, means. We got to cut that down. Later on, it was a, a made up name. Later on, Lennon just simply called the concept flanging. So, although he didn't come up with the term flange, mm-hmm. it was Lennon who popularized it. And the people who were recording him, the recording engineer's name was Ken Townsend, supposedly the Abbey Road engineer. Supposedly, he's the guy that made up the term, but it was Lennon who popularized it. So there's where flanging came from. So do we know who the first person to actually do the flanging was? Oh, do we? Maybe, maybe not. Oh, we should make... We should definitely say we know and say, and then everybody can get upset about it. Okay, well, I have four... Here And we're going to get people upset. Here are the Beatles. Listen in Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, specifically to Lennon's voice. It's double tracked, Mm -hmm. but you'll hear the slight, not quite with him vocal. It's because of a flanged, double tracked, recorded vocal voice on Lennon. Part of double vibricated splooging flange, ladies and gentlemen. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds on Rock School. Picture yourself in a boat on a river With tangerine trees and marmalade skies Somebody calls you, you answer quite slowly A girl with kaleidoscope Okay, Lucy and Sky with Diamonds. Did you hear the voice? John yes, I Lennon? did. Well, and now that's all I'm ever going to be able to hear. It is. Again, it's yeah. like a, a movie with fairies. They're, right. they're nowhere until they appear. And then and they're that's everywhere. That's all you can see. Yes. And, and unicorns barfing glitter. Now, was that the first one? Was that the first recording? Lucy and the Sky with Diamonds. If you're a Beatles fan, you're going to go, yes, of course of it is. Of course. Oh, the sure. Beatles started everything. Sure. No. Here is the first, well, actually second now contender for the first recording the of a flange. The second contender for the first recording. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, number two. George, now it's spelled C-H-K-I-A-N-T-Z. I'm going to pronounce it Chansk. I assume that's the correct way of doing that's- it. As my dad would tell my husband, whose name has a lot of consonants in it, he yeah. needs to buy a vowel. Yeah, it, it goes on. He was a recording engineer employed at Olympic Studios in Barnes, London, and claims that he did the first instance of a pop recording, as he says, in the Small Faces 1967 single Ichiku Park. He said he set it up. It was actually recorded by a guy named Glenn Johns, but George, however you pronounce his last name, claims set it up? he set it up, set up the machinery, set to, up the do machinery it, to do it, but okay. it was recorded by Glenn Johns. So he claims the first one was Ichiku Park. Well, if, if you can hear it, then isn't well, that evidence? Let's see it is. Here's the small faces. Ichiku Park. Listen for the flange. You tell me, is this it? Rock School. Over bridge of sights To rest my eyes in shades of green Under dreaming spots 
to Ichiku Park. That's where I've been. What did you do there? All right, going into the first break, you have two in the bucket now, Ichiku Park and Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Which one is the first one? Don't know. How many more do you have, Joe? Two? Two more. Two more that proclaim they are. But since we can't play a song into or out of the first break, Uh I'm going to talk about something different. Right. Just change the subject. Sure. This is a show about flange and phase. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're, We're dealing with flange because it's the one that has the most sort of theory behind it. What is phase? Phase is a mistake. You've you've seen a band play. Well, I yes, obviously. I have seen a band play. Yes. How many microphones do you have up on the stage? Um, at least I would say at a minimum, maybe at, the minimum would be like three or four at a Black Keys concert. Well, that's just vocal microphones. Then, well, they have the just drums the guitar, are mic'd. right? Like everything's mic'd. Sure, every so, instrument, every person who sings. You got so it. at a normal concert, I would say at least ten. Oh, sure, probably ten, twelve microphones, yeah. depending on how they mic things. What they need to do is get the microphones as close to the item that's making the sound as humanly possible so that no exterior sound is picked up by it. Right. Mm -hmm. Because what happens is, let's say I take a a chorus. I've got 30 people standing up there. Mm -hmm. And I put two microphones 12 feet away from them on either end thinking, I'll catch the entire sound coming at it. It would be better had I took one microphone and just stuck it. The reason is the two microphones, what will happen is the people who are far away from microphone A and the people who are far away from microphone B, those that are closest to it, the sound will hit it, and the people who are farthest away, the sound will hit it, but the sound won't hit at the same time because sound oh, must right. travel. That's so cool. I never thought about that because both microphones, it's not like microphones are smart and will say, oh, I'm only going to record these people. Right. So they'll get the all right. ones all the way to the right that are already being recorded by the the closer ones. So, you got it. Yeah. So you got a little lag on So it. microphone A will catch what's in front of it, mm-hmm. but microphone B will catch what's in front of it, but those microphones will also catch what's far away from it, mm-hmm. and those sounds will be out of phase with one another. Oh. 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 And people used to do that in the studio. They mm-hmm. would take a microphone, put it in front of the sound source, a vocal mic, and then they'd take another mic and they'd throw it as far away on the other side of the room as they possibly could. To try and keep the vocals on the one mic and not have the other mic pick it up. Or they would try to catch a, a phase way over there. They would oh. try to catch an echo. They would try to catch a reverb. They would try oh, to I catch see. something. Okay. And they would catch the phase over there, attempting to get a single sound a little off. That's what phase is. Okay. It's a two sound, a single sound. What's a good example of that that we can hear? We're going to play a little bit later on. Okay. It's, it's a whole lot easier to sill. Think think of the beginning of Billy Joel's Just the Way You Are, the Fender Rhodes piano. Yes. Do, 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 It has a little bit of sort of wavy gravy sound to it. Yeah. That's it. It's the same piano recorded with two microphones put really far away pretty much but at that point in time it was being done with a machine uh, yeah it's been got right but back in the point. 50s they mm-hmm. did it with multiple microphones that's cool and just ran the microphones in hello krfy sandpoint idaho thanks for running the radio show hello ksrq in thief river falls minnesota great radio stations both they are yes they Catch are us on the book of face search rock school radio show remember every thursday we put up what's happening on the show and lots of trivia questions for you join us get in the party back in a minute on rock school 
right, coming out of the break, we're back to flange. Back to flange. Where's the first one? Have you ever heard of the Goon Show? No. Do you know what the Goon Show is? You had to kind of be a radio file, if you will, mm. to really be into it. It came from a BBC radio show. Uh, the Goon Show was sort of a comedy show on the radio mm-hmm. that was really popular in the uh, in the UK. Peter Sellers came out of the Goon oh, Show. Oh, okay. Okay. That makes sense. According to them, at the BBC Radiophonic Workshop, which was one of these things that, that we'll try anything, why not? Give it a mm-hmm. shot. They claim they created Flange. And furthermore, if you listen to the Goon Show, they use a lot of you know, weird words. You know, like, Bob, we're going to the higgledy piggledy gabblabba de blumpf, that kind of thing. Like the radio version of Monty Python, kind of. Right. Flange was one of the words they use that was obtuse, weird, strange. It sounds like a British word. It does. So they claim not only did they do the effect first, they claim the word. Do we have evidence of this? No, I don't. I only have it as part of my research. Okay. However, however, however. Okay. American music veterans David S. Gold and Stan Ross. Gold, ring a bell? Yes, Gold Star. Gold Star Studios. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We did a show. That was Phil Spector's place. They claim that the first commercial recording to feature the flange technique was on the single The Big Hurt by Tony Fisher. Ever heard of it? No. It went to number three on Billboard in the early 1960s, which puts it way before right, anything yeah. else we've played. Everything else is 67 or so. So we'll we'll see if, if that's it or not. Now, I'm going to play it. I listened for the effect. If the effect is in there, it's, it's, it's light. But we'll take a listen for it. Gold Star Studio claims they had it. This is The Big Hurt by Tony Fisher. Take a listen for it. And we'll come back. We'll tell you for sure, positive, no kidding, who did it first in stereo. Well, all right. Okay. (laughs) Here's The Big Hurt right here on Rock School. All right, there's Tony Fisher, the big okay. hurt, and the if effect was there. Okay. It was there, but I, I, yeah. I, you're still, I'm not sure you know quite what you're listening for. Right, well, I know, like overtly, I know what I'm listening for, but when it's a little more subtle, it's kind of hard for me. I mean, as, since I just learned about this 20 minutes ago. Okay, well, come on, it's 20 minutes ago. You should be a genius by now. We do, however, know who was the first to use it as part of a stereo recording. Okay. Do you know what a coda is in music? Not in music, in literature. It's, I do. it's a section put on the end. When you listen to um, Layla, mm-hmm. that piano part at the end, that's a coda. Mm-hmm. That's the coda section. Okay. If you listen to Jimi Hendrix, Axis Bold as Love, yes. that section at the end that has all the yeah. that's going on yeah, with yeah. it, that is the first stereo recording credited to producer Eddie Kramer of a flange, again, in a stereo recording. Okay, so how do we, how was that different, like how was recording that different from mono? Well, mono is a single track, right? Right, so, but when they did the flange in stereo, then how'd they do it? Well, it's one of, it's, I'm sure it was done the same way, however, instead of, Two tracks, two monos yeah. going against each other. Yeah. You now have four tracks, right. two and two. And it's one of these things where the the c- 
concern or the chance for mistakes mm-hmm. just amplifies. With well, yeah, all of when that. you double, you double. Sure, and you have multiple problems. And besides, it's just a neat piece of trivia. And yeah, that's it's fun. pretty much all I have, and it's a reason to play Hendrix. Oh, well, then that's great. I always love a reason to play Hendrix. <laughs> and so here we go on Rock School. Anger, he smiles, Italian, shiny metallic purple armor. Coming out of Jimi Hendrix and arriving at the bottom of the hour, four minutes and 13 yeah, seconds thanks, late. Hendrix, but it's fine. <laughs> thanks, Jimmy. Thanks, Jimmy. That is your real name. <laughs> well, speaking of names, I'm Joe Burns. I'm Beth West. And these are the dates for seven days in 70 seconds. November 18th all the way through November 24th. I believe Beth reads Monday, so do it. Monday, November 18th, 1990, Paul McCartney's birth certificate sells at auction for $18,000. How does somebody get that? I don't know, but I'm going to have a see how much I can get for mine at a garage sale. I'll give you a nickel. November 19th, 1954, Sammy Davis Jr. is involved in an auto accident, San Bernardino, California, in which he loses his left eye. November 20th, 1995, another Beatles, the last new, in quotes, Beatles recording Free as a Bird hits their radio airwaves. It debuted the night before on ABC television. November 21, 1995, Green Day's Billy Joe Armstrong is arrested and fined $141. Very specific. I was going to say, for dropping his pants at a concert in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. November 22nd, 1967, Arlo Guthrie releases a half-hour fun Alice's Restaurant. And finishing up on the weekend, November 23, 1976, police arrest Jerry Lee Lewis after he shows up at Graceland waving a pistol demanding to see Elvis. And by the way, it was the second time he showed up that night. The first time they just said, they just hey, said go man, away. Yeah, go, man, go home, sleep it just off. Just go man. home. November 24th, 1972, ABC Television debuts the show in concert. Musical guests, Alice Cooper, Bo Diddley, and Seals and Crofts. I really like Seals and Crofts. Yeah, I, I mean, that's a pretty cool lineup. Okay. We are out of the analog of phase and flange and into the digital. What does it sound like? Let me give you one. Now, here's what's nice about effects. When you add distortion to a guitar, a piano, a a drum hit, you have that a lot, the effect is amplified, especially effects that deal with harmonics, effects that deal with um, different wavelengths inside of a sound. And a phase and a flange do exactly that. So when you step on a, a pedal or you have a rack mount that's a phase or a flange and the guitar is heavily distorted it's amplified even more when eddie van halen played unchained you'll hear the guitar playing between the chords there's a pick slide quick 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 and you'll hear that between the chords but when it plays you'll hear a flange come in grab it and It'll sort of grab a hold of the sound and sort of that metal tube, the sound going through a metal tube again. But what's neat about it, and this is what I want you to listen for. Okay, okay. Listen, when the listen. chords aren't being played, it's only he only steps on the pedal when he's doing the pick scrapes. And okay. you hear that thing grab a hold of it. What's he using? He's using specifically an MXR Phase 90 or MXR M117 flanger. I don't know which it is. I, I assume the, it's one of the two. 
Why? Okay. Because I was close enough at one of the concerts to see with it? binoculars to see them with both. With binoculars. You were yeah. creeping on its flanger. Guess who owns both pedals? Do you, you, you bet I did. I went out and bought them the next day. And I'm trying to. I'm trying so hard to pay attention to everything you're saying, but all I'm thinking is I bet this show is like a front runner for the one with the best sound effects that you make. I certainly hope. With the mouth? Alright, let's push the button. Click. Second break here on Rock School coming out of Van Halen. Once again, it's a good day when you get to play Van so Halen. that's every day. Every single every day. Every day for you, yeah. And if you look up yeah. Sycophant in the dictionary, there's my picture. Okay, we get into the digital side of it now. We've been talking analog tape up to this point. Now we're into flange and phase as a digital element. Now that you're into digital, and again, I talked about these two boxes, the MXR-117 Flanger and the MXR Phase 90. MXR is the company that Mm -hmm. makes it, and then the rest of it is simply a model Model number. Model number, yeah. And once you get into them, it gets harder and harder digitally to see the difference because at the lower ranges, both of the boxes will do pretty much the same thing. But here's the general difference. A phase shifter... A phase element, a digital phase element, will take the exact same sound digitally, mm-hmm. split it, and then by a little dial or a digital readout, offset the two sounds however many milliseconds you wish it to be. Okay. That's a phase shifter, trying to represent the concept of two microphones catching a sound. Right. A- Just digitally. About. Right. Yeah. Okay. A flange is a much more lush, much more saturated machine. It can take either the entire sound or a wide range of frequencies and harmonics. It's much more sophisticated, and which is why people say there's no difference between them, because can't a flange do exactly what a phase does? Yes, but it's much more sophisticated. You could do more with a flange than you can with a phase. I only want to do these frequencies. I only want to do this. I only want to do this little section. And you can then take it and move it offset Mm -hmm. just in this little bit. So the highs are all equivalent, but the bass is off. Or the mids are all equivalent, but the high and the the lows are off. Okay. It just has more of a play to it. That makes sense. So that's really the difference. And again, which is why a lot of people talk about that coming out we're going to play a song by a well-known group where the whole way through it and it's one of these things where you listen to it and you go how do they get that sound how does the drummer do that mm-hmm. the entire way through the entire song the drums the entire set of drums is flanged okay everything so when it right. hits a drum it goes it hits a, a splash symbol it goes I'm so wondering what song we're going to play now. It's, it's like a it's surprise. super duper neat. Okay. WBSD, Burlington, Wisconsin. You people are wonderful. Thanks for running the radio show. Hello, WMCE in Erie, Pennsylvania. Thank you for having us. Nice job, ladies and gentlemen. Back in a minute on Rock School. All right, coming out of the break, I promised you a song that yes, had you did. a flange. I think it's a flange. It's it's simply too lush a a sound to be a phase. To be a phase, I think it, it might be a phase, but uh, I think it's a flange. Now, somebody who who 
probably is more into Led Zeppelin is going to fight with me. Oh, it's a it's Led, Led Zeppelin. I did it. I pitched it that way because I expected guitarists and other people who are real audiophiles would immediately go cashmere. They would as soon as right. you said. Oh, sure. The it's known that the whole thing is done. So a bunch of people are going. Let's get the lid out. That's right. Listen <laughs> specifically to the cymbal crashes. It's an eight minute song, so we got to play it. It's cashmere. Do it right here on Rock School. Last break here on Rock School, and thanks to Cashmere, all eight minutes and thirty-three seconds. They took up the whole thing. I've always thought it would be so fun to do a show with like Alice's Restaurant, which we mentioned before. And so you just say one thing in the beginning, right. and you're like, "Go and into it." A second, a second song that's like twenty-six seconds. Say hello, play the song, do seventy days, play another song. Good night. That would be it. a great April Fools. <laughs> we shouldn't even say this on air because you could use it as an April Fools show. Oh, I air. think that's hilarious. Okay, here we go. Last break, and we only have a little bit of time. Do you? have a general idea now i do phase, flange you i know do what you're listening for i do and now thank you very much that's all i'm gonna hear from now on <laughs> fantastic we got to get out of here queen sheer heart attack listen through it the guitar many pieces of the voice it's just littered throughout the song and that's going to wrap it up simply because of time i'm joe burns i'm beth west that's it class is dismissed well, you're just 17. All you wanna do is disappear.